Hey, listen, welcome to the Hey Listen Games cast. This is episode 14. My name is Jeffrey Morris, and joining me today, the one, the only, Rob Douglas. How's it going, Rob? Hey, guys, the Charles Barkley of our podcast here <laughs> to uh, share my opinions that no one likes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I think that's going to stick, being the Charles Barkley of the podcast. We started that last week, if, if you weren't here, and uh, I kind of like it now. I think I think it's appropriate. And uh, Nathan's the shack. Nathan's the shack. guy who. <laughs> but Nathan's not here this week. Yes, uh, Nathan cannot make it here this week. Uh, but me and Rob are still having the show on our own. We thought that this would be a good time to jump into um, Uncharted Four and what we thought of the ending, and just kind of you know what's next for the Uncharted series, and just kind of talk about um, some kind of spoilery type topics for Uncharted Four. So. If you have not been Uncharted 4, you don't want that spoiled for you, uh, no worries. We will be putting that segment at the very end of the show. So uh, feel free to stick around or listen to our uh, first three segments that we got planned for you guys. And um, we'll definitely give a spoiler warning as soon as we jump into Uncharted stuff. So, yeah, awesome. So Yeah, we don't want to be those guys. (laughs) Yeah, I I somehow, I was really worried because I didn't actually pick up Uncharted 4 until... Um, the middle of July for my birthday. Like, I got it for, I was waiting to uh, hopefully get it up for my birthday, and I had a lot of other stuff to play anyway, so I picked up Overwatch and other games in May. But anyways, I played all three, and I didn't want four spoiled for me, so I was just, like, avoiding things like the plague, and I was just really worried somehow, like, randomly on Twitter or somewhere I'd get the game spoiled for me, but I made it all the way through, didn't get anything spoiled, and I was I was really glad. I kind of went on a blackout, so I didn't really know anything about the story, so... Really enjoyed it. I almost that way. thought I almost thought Naughty Dog spoiled it for me because you know they said like oh it'd be really hard for Nathan Drake to come back for another game at this one. I'm like what you can't say that. <laughs> yeah, but it but it's not what you guys think. But we'll talk yeah. about that at the end of our episode. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> bef- before we start, I want to give a quick shout out to Progress Bar Radio, Anthony Shelton, hosting us on his channel. Really appreciate it. I was actually watching him stream some Overwatch earlier today. Um, so be sure to follow him on Twitter at Sir Kibble Two, um, if you got a Twitter there, and uh, follow um, stuff he's still putting out o- over on his channel. Um, also, want to give a shout out to Jaeger. He joined our chat um, last last week, and I had a mispronunciation for your name, and I feel really bad. So, uh, wah, Jaeger, wah, wah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks for the sad trombone, Rob. Um, You're welcome. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll tune in again sometime, and uh, we'll, we'll get to chat a little bit more. Moving on. Segment one, we actually have a fan mail question. Yay! <laughs> so uh, if you wanted to send us a question, you can uh, hit us up on Twitter at HeyListen underscore games. You can also find us on Facebook if you uh, search search our uh, podcast name on there. Um, but we have a question from a good friend of the show, Kyle Anthony. And he asked us a really awesome question. Um, question is, what trilogy of games do you think were great all three games. So a series of games that, you know, did, had three in the series, three sequels, and all three of them are really, really great games. Uh, and I also asked the second part of the question was, which trilogy maybe uh, failed or not all three of the games were great games? And so... Uh, can, can we just throw this out there for the failure one? This isn't my actual answer, but I feel like this has to be said. Anything Valve... <laughs> 
is a failed trilogy. (laughs) (laughs) Because Valve doesn't believe in making a third game of anything. (laughs) So wait, how many Valve games are there that they just stopped it to? So there's Portal 2. There's Portal 2. There's Left 4 Dead 2. There's Half-Life 2. There's Team Fortress 2. (laughs) Was that four? There's one. At there's there's a there's at <laughs> least more. four. There's probably more. I I haven't really played many no. of the other Valve games, and I'm sure there's then again, other ones that they have. I think Valve has realized yet. they're making so much money in Steam, they don't need to make like their own games anymore. So <laughs> I think they're fine. Right. Uh, anyways, getting into the heart of the question: What trilogy of games do you think were all three great games? Which trilogy was not? Um, hmm, that's a tough question. Uh, so. Does Mario Bros. 1, 2, and 3 count as a trilogy, Rob? I, I, oh man, I would, <laughs> I thought about saying yes to that one, you know, and also like including like Sonic 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. But they're part of a greater universe, so I don't know if you can, because yeah. it's and not they don't really, really, they don't really follow up on each other. Like they're not they don't really, tie to, into each other yeah. either. They're not dependent on each other. You're for not continuing story. the story from the last game. No. Or, yeah. Because like Mario Bros. 2 was it 2 was the one two was the was like weird a one. dream or a play or... <laughs> 2 was all a dream 3 was a play <laughs> the first one's the original um, so, I, I love I all three of those games to death uh, for sure um, but since we're not going to count that um, I am probably going to have to go with um, I'm going to go with Gears of War um, I really like really liked all three games in the Gears of War series. Um, and for me, I didn't actually get into Gears until the second game. Um, I'd played the first one a little bit at like a friend's house. Um, ne- never owned it though. Um, when I first got my 360, I was still mostly playing stuff on the on the Wii, and I didn't really, I wasn't really into like shooting games that much at the time. I had Halo Three, that was about it. And uh, th- thought the gameplay was really fun. It was really interesting and. I got the second one. It was like, I think it was like a a couple months right before I turned eighteen. So I'd have like, oh yeah, like my friend's parent or someone <laughs> actually buy it for me, which was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> but I got got Gears two. The I think the opening weekend when or launch weekend when that game came out, really really enjoyed it. I really loved playing the story. Um, I played the co op all the time with my friends. And then when I actually got a, a team of. Because I think Gears is five-player multiplayer, like five-on-five. Does five. That, that sound right? Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, so for the online multiplayer, um, back when I played 360 a lot online, uh, I played a lot of five-on-five five multiplayer. I had a lot of friends who played it as well, so we'd all jump in together. And mm-hmm. in the game like Gears, like even more so than like Halo or Call of Duty or anything, mm-hmm. like if you're all in the team, like in a team together, like chatting with mics, like you have such an unfair advantage over the other team, so we would just like steamroll through people. Um, and we had a lot of fun with that. And then Gears 3 came out when I was in college. And uh, I thought that would, like improved on Gears 2 in every way. It, uh, Gears 2 introduced the Horde mode, which kind of started the whole survival. Oh, man. Survival craze in video mode. games. <laughs> well, because, like, now that we, was so much fun. Yeah, like every Call of Duty game has zombies. And you know, almost every game has some type of survival-type mode, co-op mode. But Horde was really kind of that first one that we really liked. And the third one kind of added a lot so you could like buy upgrades like barriers turrets you could buy like a mech you could transfer things and it was cool because oh, you could I do it on any playing. multiplayer map i i never finished playing through all of gears of war 3 i played the like first two and i got about halfway through three and uh i 
saw I walked in when someone else was finishing three, so I know how it ended. Yeah. But I I play I put so many hours into horde mode because that was just so much fun to you know it was just a fun way to play with your friends. Yeah, and like it came out for us, Rob. I know when we were in college, and so like. It was the perfect the game to like have in the everyone. dorm with a couple friends and like, hey, let's all jump on, you know, land play and just have five people in there. We're all, you know, shooting things in horde mode. And uh, I remember when three came out, I thought it was like one of the prettiest looking games ever too. Like it used the Unreal Engine, the new one, and it looked really, really nice. And oh um, yeah, it was great. Yeah, and like I said, I didn't, didn't play the first one as much because I didn't own it originally, mm-hmm. but um, I did pick it up about a year. I think it was a year after I got the second one. I found it on sale for like five bucks. Played through it all, and I was yeah. actually really impressed. The The tone is a lot different than the first one, which makes it interesting. It's a lot, like, darker and mm-hmm. uh, just is a lot different. It has some mechanics that are different from the other ones, and it was still fine playing, even though I had already played the sequel and stuff. And story was fun and all. I, I can say proudly I beat all three Gears of War campaigns on Insane, which was very difficult. You can check, That's hard. check uh, my Xbox Live Gamer score if you don't believe me. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> so so I'll, I'll say Gears. Um Gears trilogy was a, a great great trilogy so what about you rob i was going back and forth on this one i i'm, I'm gonna say both of them just because for different reasons i i knock them down a notch as well i have a but feeling i know what one of them is <laughs> uh mass effect yeah because <laughs> mass effect i mean i've played a lot of rpgs and mass mm-hmm. effect was probably one of my all-time favorite rpgs just the story the characters gameplay throughout you know how everything carried over throughout three games i know the ending is controversial people don't like the ending but i <laughs> liked the ending i thought it was okay i enjoyed how it built up to the ending and honestly i felt like it was a complete trilogy and i don't think there was mm-hmm. one game in the series that was overall weak yeah um, and I didn't pick Mass Effect. I almost picked Mass Effect, but I thought back and I actually didn't really like the original Mass Effect when I first played it. I walked away from it for like almost a year or something, mm-hmm. and it, I just wasn't super impressed. And when I came back, I finally like dove into the world, read all the lore, and I just got really into it and was hooked on the series ever since then. But yeah. um, I think that's what got me in it on the first one was the lore and just the mm-hmm. gameplay. I loved the gameplay in the first one. Really? But <laughs> I, the complete I, actually opposite. Enjoy, <laughs> I actually enjoyed that type of gameplay simply because it felt different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for And sure. I like how they progressed it and uh, matured it into the third game where it's mm-hmm. almost a, it's a third-person shooter. Yeah, they definitely kind of made the, the second and third one more, a little more action-oriented and like a lot easier to control if you've played any shooters because they wanted, I think, get more of that mainstream audience in who doesn't normally play RPGs. Yeah. And then the other trilogy I was thinking about was Bioshock. Mm. I know there's a little bit of controversial about the second game. Some people really liked it, and some people thought it was a carbon copy of the first game, which it was. Mm. I enjoyed playing through it. It wasn't my favorite. It's my least favorite in the trilogy, but it was still a strong game because it had different elements, new gameplay elements. Things were different, added to the overall story. I thought it was still a great game, so I really liked all three of them. I, uh... Actually, haven't played through most of the Bioshock games. I, I remember back in like 2007 or 2008 when the original came out and everyone's making a big fuss over it. Yeah. I uh, a friend was like, "You need to borrow. You need to play it. It's like the best game I've ever played." And so, I'm like, okay, I'll try it. And I played about the first three, three four hours, and I don't know. I just didn't really get into the to the environment stuff. And I don't know. I just, I should honestly go back and maybe give it another shot. But 
I remember just not being really impressed with it, and then I just haven't tried the other ones since then. But I've heard good things of Infinite, especially. I've heard really Infinite's good a lot of fun, and it's a brain twister also. It's got, like, a so crazy like plot. Puzzles and... or just, like, plot No, wise. no, just, like, how the plot ends, you know, when it wraps up, you sit there and mm-hmm. go, wait, what? <laughs> in a good it's like, way. In, it's like watching Inception all over again Ooh, for the okay. first time. Well, I, I love Inception, so I may have to check yeah, that one out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and actually the Bioshock... In- Bioshock Trilogy collection came out today for PS4. So all yeah, three of the games. I'm excited about that yeah, one. Yeah, they're all remastered, put out. That seems like it's the the thing to do nowadays is remaster quote unquote old games and put them out for PS4. <laughs> um, but yeah, so well, since PS4 doesn't have backwards compatibility, you might as well. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe if that one ever gets down the bargain bin, I might might pick it up, try those games yeah. out. Um, but yeah. Um, so those. Those are um, some trilogies that we think uh, did a really good job all throughout the series. Uh, as far as which trilogy failed, Rob, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, <laughs> but I'm going. Uh, the Enzio trilogy in Assassin's Creed, which is also technically kind of cheating because it's a series that's, you know, Assassin's Creed aren't really a trilogy. But they're marketing, they marketed the Enzio games as like a trilogy, like they're, they're releasing, like we'll talk later in news, the uh, Enzio trilogy for PS4, which is, mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know, Assassin's Creed 2, so not the original, uh, but Assassin's Creed 2, which in my opinion is the best Assassin's Creed game I've played, um, Assassin's Creed uh, Brotherhood, and then Assassin's Creed Revelations. Um, so I actually played the first Assassin's Creed when it first came out, um, borrowed it from a friend, yeah. thought it was cool, you know, it was a new idea, new IP, really cool. Um, obviously, if you play it today, it's a little hard to play. Um, but Assassin's yeah. Creed 2, um, I also played that, that year at launch, and I, I loved it. I thought it was really cool. I never really saw like storytelling like that, and I really liked the setting. They captured Italy really well. Lots of really cool like inventions and neat stuff you could do. And then Brotherhood was like pretty much the same game, but like a little bit different. Like You could hire other assassins, and like they had some, some cool aspects like that. I think they introduced multiplayer in that one, too. Which yeah, in uh, Brotherhood they did yeah. yeah, and I only played that a few times. I mean, it was okay; it wasn't anything special. Um, but it was like okay, yeah, it's, it's good. You know, I like the second one better though. And then Revelation came out with a sick, like, cinematic trailer, and I was like, oh, this game looks awesome. Finishing Enzio's story, and by the time I finally played it, it was a while after. But like, I'm sitting there and I'm playing a tower defense mini game where I'm like blowing uh, up soldiers on rooftops yeah. that took like 40 minutes. That I'm like. What is this? And then, like, there was like a puzzle mode where you had to like place down cubes inside of like this matrix area. It was like a puzzle where you had to like make paths off to like the side, yeah. and, like in first person mode. I'm like, I don't want to do this. I want to run around and stab people in an awesome like environment. And, like, and I also went straight from beating Brotherhood straight into Revolution the same day. Like, I was borrowing both of them from a friend. Um, and so it just felt really samey at the same time. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I just played Brotherhood. This is the same thing. And like, it, it's not fooling yeah. me. Um, which is sad because I really like Assassin's Creed 2. It's a really good game. Um, doesn't hold up quite as well today as it did back when it came out. It's a little little rusty, but really good memories of Assassin's the... Creed 2. The music is awesome. I love the music yeah. in the second one. Um, I think but... with the, the collection that's coming out, hopefully they remaster it a little bit and kind of build up the gameplay a bit. So. Yeah, add some, add some new stuff and... Mm-hmm. I don't know, refine some things in Revelations. I just thought it was sad that I really liked the second one, and then as the Enzio trilogy went on, 
in my opinion, the game got worse. Yeah. <laughs> like that, no, that's I agree. I um I was uh, I finished up Brotherhood, and then I had pre-ordered Assassin's Creed Three. So Assassin's Creed Three was coming out, and I'm like, I need to get to three. And so I played mm. through the last couple hours of Brotherhood and all of Revelation in about two days. Yeah. And then Assassin's Creed Three <laughs> came out like the next day. And I remember yeah. finishing Revelation and just going, really? What? That, that's it? Really? <laughs> It just felt like a half-baked game. Yeah, it didn't it, feel complete. And when it I just... played Revelation, that's when I realized I'm like, this is why annualized games for the most part aren't a good idea. Like it feels very samey. Mm-hmm. So, um, as far as trilogy that I think failed, um, I'm gonna. I thought about saying uh, Bioware's other one, which was Dragon Age, because mm. if you ever played Dragon Age two, it was kind of awful. Really, <laughs> but. It was horrible. It was. Oh, I did not like Dragon Age okay. Two. Dragon Age, Dragon Age Two almost turned me off. I almost didn't get Inquisition just because of that. But wow. the one that I actually thought of was this Banjo and Kazooie. Oh, that now that makes me sad. <laughs> I this is a dagger in my heart because I played the first two on sixty four. You know, yeah. Banjo Two and Banjo Kazooie. Incredible platforming puzzle games. I mean, absolutely incredible. Soundtrack's awesome. Gameplay is great. Characterization was just hilarious. It was like a really fun, vibrant, different like version of Mario 64, which is like the best game ever. So, and then Rare got bought out by Xbox, and Xbox put, or by Microsoft rather, not Mm -hmm. Xbox, and Microsoft put together this like (laughs) vehicle. Lego like Legos meets <laughs> Banjo Kazooie platformer nuts yeah. and bolts thing, and it was horrible. And it, I couldn't. And it was I when, never finished it because every time I started it, I just would get a couple, maybe thirty <laughs> minutes in, and just go, "This is horrible." Uh, it, it's I not what Banjo Kazooie was supposed to be, and like, and I that I, what I hated about most about it was almost like the art style. Like, they tried yeah. to make it, like, realistic, like, almost, because it's like, oh, we're in HD, like, 1080p graphics, like, we, we can make everything like look realistic. realistic. It's cartoons. like, we don't want Banjo-Kazooie some... to look realistic. A realistic-looking bear is not fun to play as. We want a little cartoon bear with a backpack and shorts, like, oh, uh, yeah, just, I just honestly, lost the, the, the heart of the original games. I honestly, at this point, am classifying uh, ukulele. As the actual sequel, yes, Banjo Tooie, <laughs> that, that like made Banjo and Kazooie mm-hmm. just got like morphed into the bat and <laughs> they, the they trans transmorphified into a chameleon and, and a bat. The world just got like shifted to this new area, Alternate and now dimension. this is Alternate dimension. This is go. yeah, yeah. This is <laughs> the this is the real sequel. <laughs> yeah, I, I really hope that game turns out good. It looks it looks really good. Oh, I I backed I that one on Kickstarter, and I'm really excited for that too come out so awesome 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 so thank you so much for kyle sending us in that question we appreciate it we'd love to uh tackle some more questions on next week's show or another one so if uh you have a question be sure to hit us up on twitter at hey listen underscore games all right moving on second segment we are going to be talking about a couple different news bits for the week um we'll try to move through these uh somewhat quickly because uh question took about 15 20 minutes off of our show already so uh first uh big uh news that came out today i just thought i would mention uh a few quick things is the ps4 had an update today um 
I've messed around with it a little bit so far. Uh, not a ton of changes that I can tell. They add add basically a lot of different little UI, um, what they Tony calls improvements, but they're pretty much just slight changes to like how things look. You can have like a cover profile on your profile. I notice now. I put a, put a photo of when I went to the lighthouse that one time, so everyone thinks I'm really good at Destiny when I'm really just slightly above average. Uh, <laughs> so you can do that. Um, everything like is you have like little white boxes in the corner, which looks kind of weird. Not a big fan of. Uh, one thing is cool. You can kind of pull out like a mini dashboard, like the old Xbox 360. Like it pops out from the left, and oh, yeah. uh, you can like control music and a few other like party items and stuff from there. So that seems nice to be multitasking. And then uh, one of the nicest things is you can put folders on your uh, main screen now, which is kind of cool. And so you can like actually, to be honest, that that one and the cover photo was kind of the two things I was the most excited about. Yeah, um, I I've only made one folder so far, and I put just all the random crap that PlayStation makes you have on your home screen on there that I don't like. So like PlayStation View and PlayStation like Playroom and, and Live from yeah. PlayStation. So I just kind of threw all those in there, um, and hopefully I I can just kind of get those things to, to get off my dash or whatever. But yeah, so that seems cool, especially for people who have a, a lot of downloads and stuff on there. I'll probably throw my PS plus games in, in a folder or something like that too. So. That's probably what I'll do also. Yeah. So uh, that updates out, makes it a little easier to listen to Spotify and other music too. Um, and then also I just want to mention today's actually the 15th birthday of the Nintendo GameCube. Yay. Wow. <laughs> so happy birthday to the GameCube. Uh, one of my, one of my favorite consoles. Uh, as we'll get to later in our next segment, I actually played some GameCube this weekend. Had a lot of fun with it. So uh, maybe uh, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what your uh, favorite favorite GameCube game is or maybe your favorite memory playing GameCube games. Uh, thought we'd mention that in the show. Uh, but some big news came out this week about Mass Effect and the new Mass Effect Woo-hoo. Andromeda. Yeah. I know Rob and I are both really excited. We're going to try to get Nathan excited, but he still hasn't finished the original trilogy, yeah, he's still let alone the first game. So I don't think that'll actually happen. Um, but Andromeda's main characters March. that you can play as are actually related. And so you can choose to play as either a brother or sister. And basically, if you choose to play as the brother character, you can customize him and stuff. Um, and then his sister will be another supporting character that is somewhere out in the galaxy during the game that you like meet. If you play as the sister, or vice versa, you like you'll meet your brother at some point in the game, um, which is kind of cool. And additionally, the father—I think he was shown in one of the first trailers for the game. Yeah, um, he, he, your father is actually um, in the game as well, and he's some type of important character in the story. Uh, we don't really know lots of details yet, but I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool, rather than just being like a female or male clone of like Shepard, like the same character you're actually technically playing as a different character you choose to play as the sister or the brother and that might make the story a little bit different as well which is kind of cool it kind of makes it a little easier on the canon as well because i mean it actually adds in that like a gameplay element that says there's both a male and a female main character that exists in this world yeah, for sure. And it looks like Nathan actually <laughs> tuned into the chat somehow, and he said, Mass Effect is too long. All i got to <laughs> say is just get good, Nathan. It's, it's, get good. Just, get good. Just play your heart out. Play your heart out. I know the first one's a bit of a drag, um, but once once you get halfway through it, it really picks up, and uh, second and third one are a lot easier to play. Yeah. Um, anyways, thought that was cool. Uh, I know we're really excited for Andromeda. We'll probably cover that a lot um, as that's getting closer to release. 
which as of now is spring of next year. We'll see if it doesn't get delayed again. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, 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 that that's exciting. So um, Rob, you want to tackle the next news pieces here? Yeah, a couple of big releases coming up. Um, first off, Red Dead Revolver just got uh, announced possibly. It was it like a possibly come... fake posting or something, right? Yeah, yeah. It looked like it was going on to the PS4, which would be pretty cool. I don't know if I would play it, but, I mean, the Red Dead series, yes, there are more Red Dead games than Red Dead Redemption. There actually was Red Dead Revolver. <laughs> there so. is? I thought Red Dead yeah, Redemption. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I um, really like Red Dead Redemption. I, I have I hadn't even heard of the series until that game anyways. Um, so I yeah. doubt I would want to play a prequel to that. But maybe this is... Really, I played it on the uh, PS2. Okay. And so it, was, it was PS2. It was clunky. Okay. Like, red, it well, had the, the all slow games motion back then, Especially shooting games back then were, right? Yeah. It had the slow motion, like the gun control thing going on. But it, was, it wasn't as smooth and awesome gameplay wise as red dead redemption yeah um some other big news coming up uh last guardian got delayed again <laughs> december 6th to everyone's this surprise just, <laughs> this, is this game ever going to come out comment probably not uh hit us up on twitter <laughs> let us know if this game will ever ever come out maybe we can put a poll up to, to see if people actually think it'll, if it'll come out in december now yeah, no, I don't. But, my money is on no. Well, because like this uh, game originally was announced to come out like I think 2010 or 2011 or something like that, and just kept getting delayed. Yeah, no, it's been coming out for like nothing. ten years now. <laughs> and it's funny because they never said like an official release date. Like it's always been like, oh, coming this year or next fall or something. They never had like an actual date until E3 this year. So when they actually like had the date in their Sony's press conference and. It was like I think October like tenth or something like that. Everyone was like freaking out, like it has a date, like it's finally coming out, and then, nope, delayed again. And psych, it's kind of funny. But then again, that is uh, Sony exclusives, right? I, what's a PS4 exclusive that hasn't got delayed? Like I, I doubt yeah. God of War is not going to get delayed into 2018. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but out of all the PS games, it's the one that looks the most complete. So here's hoping it actually comes out on time. Yeah. Um, we kind of mentioned some collections that were coming out. Uh, Bioshock collection came out today. Uh, Ubisoft and typical money grab. We can't actually go a year without releasing a game. And <laughs> they now lied the to us. Collection. The Ezio collection was coming out this year for PS4. And then... Kind of a, a little bit of a, a sneak one came in here. I, it was apparently a press conference that Kojima did talking about Death Stranding. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tokyo Game Show, he did talk to a little, Sony talked a little bit more about Death Stranding, and Kojima got an interview. And he gave us a few details. So we know actually a little bit of something about the game rather than just there's this weird, creepy trailer and the game's five years from coming out. Um, and so, basically, Kojima is saying that Death Stranding is an open-world type game. Uh, it'll have some type of survival elements, and it'll have elements of co-op and aliens. Or And the quote that he gave was that there will be something from another world stranded, like, here on the world that you play as. And so... And he had this, like, weird image of, like, uh, Guillermo del Toro and uh, another game developer who... I, Mike... Mazianti or I, I totally Some, butchered that, but <laughs> something like that. And then um, Norman Reedus and uh, Kojima. Basically, by having this whole press conference, 
we didn't learn anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're still about as in the dark as we were when yeah. we I mean, went into the press conference. It could still be like a Metal Gear Solid type game, just with a different skin. I mean, technically, co op yeah. type things, aliens, open world, it could still very be very Metal Gear Solid ish. We don't really know what it's going to play like. Um, I thought one interesting interesting thing that Kojima did say, though, was that um, he wanted to kind of prove that indie developers can make really big beautiful games that look like triple a games um i wouldn't necessarily put kojima and say he was an indie developer because i know he's working with a lot of people with sony and stuff like that but true he doesn't have as big of a team as he was working with at um konami and this looks like it's a pretty ambitious game so hopefully it uh turns out good and we'll we'll enjoy it whenever it comes out (laughs) yeah um one interesting piece of news i thought that came out was uh nintendo uh, announced that a new Pokemon Sun and Moon uh, 3DS XL model will be coming out. And it's basically a Pokemon Sun and Moon theme that is like, it's all black and has like white outlines of the new legendaries. In my opinion, it looks very simple, nothing very exciting. Like there was some really cool bright red and blue ones that came out with Pokemon yeah. X and Y that looked really, really neat. Um, this one doesn't look like anything exciting. But the weirdest thing is like Nintendo's put so many bundles out for 3DSs and most of these bundles aren't coming with like the games that they're like designed after. So this yeah. new bun- like where was this- our Mario Galaxy with the Galaxy? Game? <laughs> uh, that would be nice. But this this new 3ds XL model looks really cool. It's all Pokemon Sun and Moon. Two hundred dollars. It doesn't come with either Pokemon Sun or Pokemon Moon. I'm like what? I'm like what? Where's the logic in this? Like why? I mean, even if you need to charge an extra twenty bucks, like. <laughs> bundle this game with with the uh, system so thought that's really strange i don't understand that but at the same time i also know that pokemon sun and moon are probably going to be the some of the best selling games behind call of duty this fall so i'm sure nintendo yeah so i'm not sure they're i'm pretty sure they're not yeah. worried at all <laughs> they're also putting out a sun and moon like bundle pack when you get both games with like in-game like items you can redeem or something because there's the Pokemaniacs who will buy both versions of the games and buy two 3DSs and trade with themselves to get everything and yeah. <laughs> that. But um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, let us know if you like the design. I don't know. I wasn't very impressed with it personally. But um, yeah. All right. Moving into our big main news section for the week. Uh, as you know, Thursday of last week, Sony had a big PlayStation conference. They were hyping it up as this awesome celebration of PlayStation and what's to come in the future of PlayStation. And they didn't really talk about VR. They didn't even mention the Vita, obviously. Vita's dead. Um, But they did debut their new PS4 models. And there's the PS4 Slim model, which got leaked a few weeks ago. Uh, I mean, excuse me. We had no idea that the PS4 Slim was coming. Um, (laughs) But uh, the Slim actually is, I think, going to be replacing kind of the standard PS4 model. There's not really any new features in it. Um, it just is like a lighter, um, quieter, I think just normal PS4. More power efficient, yeah. Yeah, a little more power efficient, but like still like as, as the same, I think, kind of guts as the original PS4. Did that it have, we all does own. it have a bigger hard drive than? Um, the, the it comes normal? with the 500. Um, I think okay. you might be able to upgrade it. I think you can upgrade the hard grade or hard drive easier, but it does come with 500 um, gigabytes, which. If you are a PS4 owner, you probably know you're you're probably shuffling things around and downloading and undownloading things, deleting things all the time. Um, but that wasn't really their main announcement. 
Um, the main announcement was uh, PlayStation 4 Neo or the PS4K is, you know, we've been hearing about it for a while. It is titled the PlayStation 4 Pro. That's right. It's a horrible it, name compared to Neo. <laughs> exactly. This is going to live in infamy as another uh, system that its codename was better than its actual name. Because mm-hmm. obviously the uh, PlayStation 4 Pro is a lot better than the uh, PlayStation Amateur. It's a professional PlayStation. It's it's not an amateur anymore. Um, I know some people like it. I, I think Pro is really um, lazy naming and doesn't really give you very good brand awareness. What do you no. think, Rob? Yeah, I I think he should have just gone with Neo. I, I think yeah, it would have been a way better name. Sounds very futuristic. Yeah, and it just sounds like Matrix type thing going on there. A little bit of that technological <laughs> like alien. When you think Neo? I you don't think even something know. cool. Uh, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a cool name for things. But yeah. the PS4 Pro just sounds like you said, like amateur versus pro. Like you won't get this one unless you're a professional. And based on the specs, I would say that almost be true. <laughs> yeah. You want us run? You want to run us down with these specs? Here? Yeah, I'll run down the quick specs. Um, basically, the main thing for the PS4 Pro or PS4 Pro, is it can uh, put out games in uh, 4K and is HDR resolution output as well. And so um, certain games will basically have like an upgraded like PS4 Pro mode. Um, I think there's only about 10 games or something that's been announced to do that. A few games so far, yeah. Yeah, that have already come out are going to basically kind of receive like an update that you can play to have like better textures and some different things and just have a better resolution basically excuse me, basically to uh, put out in 4K. But here's the kicker. You need to have a 4K TV to really enjoy that. And I would say a majority of Americans, at least as of now, do not own a uh, 4K TV. They are extremely expensive. And guess who makes 4K TVs? Sony! (laughs) So, I mean, I've already seen, like, PlayStation tweet, like, get ready for your PlayStation 4 Pro by buying a 4K TV. There's a sale right now type thing. And 4K TVs are, like, upwards of $1,000. And, I mean, if you don't have a 4K TV, I honestly don't see what the big fuss is about getting the PlayStation 4 Pro. They even, like, said, like, yeah, you know, you're watching these trailers that were playing on a PS4 Pro. You probably can't tell the difference, though, because uh, you don't have a 4K TV at home. Probably, like, if you're watching this on your computer, it just it doesn't look yeah, like yeah. it. You have to believe us. It looks really good on a 4K TV. And Which, honestly, can we just can we just go right out and say this? As far as video game press conferences go, this is at least – this has to be top three of the worst press conferences ever. Yeah, because I mean, uh, I mean, like, I agree. I actually agree. You can't watch this. You know, the video you're watching at home, you can't actually tell the difference because you're watching on not a 4K TV or not a 4K monitor. So really, you don't notice a difference. So really, it's pointless for you to even watch this press conference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to announce a PlayStation 4 that's basically an upgraded. You have to pay tons of money to get this new one, and it doesn't really do anything else new. Not all the games are out on it. It's kind of sort of a meh upgrade. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, we're not actually going to talk about anything else exciting. And the most exciting, I'll be honest, the most exciting part of this whole press conference for me was when they showed new gameplay of Mass Effect, yeah. Mass Effect Andromeda. And like, it wasn't really even gameplay. It was just like a character running around a little environment for like a couple minutes. <laughs> you know, I, I actually, you know, you picked up a couple of the, the gameplay elements like mm-hmm. 
you know, you can scan flowers and, you know, you have some of these things. So exciting. Like, <laughs> flowers scanning. Like, and there's a jetpack, which was pretty cool. I'll be honest. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Is cool. But other than that, I mean, you got to see some characters hear their voices and all. And it wasn't really all that exciting of a trailer. But I, I think the Master but it was, was the most a little... Exci- it was a little more exciting, too, because it was, I think, the first time we've seen gameplay. So that, that did yeah. make it a little bit exciting. But they showed some gameplay of, like, Horizon Zero Dawn and, like, Spider-Man and stuff. And, like, they pretty much – it technically was new gameplay, but it was pretty much, like, the same things we've already seen in very, very short yeah. glimpses. So it wasn't very exciting. Um, and it's weird because Sony's, like, all their press conferences lately have been, like, knocking out of the park. Like, the last two E3s, they were just, like – all these yeah, amazing game announcements and back to back and very quick and new and new games and just kind of really 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 neat stuff and then this one just wasn't really anything exciting. The PS4 Pro, I think a lot of people were thinking, oh, it's going to come out next year, compete with the Scorpio, it's going to be crazy powerful, it's going to be like a completely new thing, and it's just kind of like a like Rob was saying, kind of eh, a met upgrade if you have a 4K TV, it might kind of be cool, um, but if you have a PS4 right now, there's not really a good reason to buy one right now so yeah um, Ginger just joined us in the chat and he said the best news was the vita will be coming in five new colors woohoo <laughs> <laughs> dude the vita will live on forever <laughs> uh thanks for joining us in the chat jaeger um so uh ps4 slim uh comes out i believe next week and then the uh ps4 pro comes out middle of november and it also actually does have uh, about double the g gpu of the original ps4 and so it technically is a little bit more powerful um as like a boosted clock rate of the cpu it does have a one terabyte hard drive um but at the same time if you're going to be running games in like an upgraded ps4 pro version i assume game downloads are going to be a lot bigger because you're having way more mm-hmm. stuff like that you're displaying and just 4k in general so i don't really think the one terabyte is even going to cut it for most of that stuff if you have a bunch of ps4 pro games um, so I don't know. That'll be interesting to see how it goes out. But uh, PS, PS4 Slim, um, they're putting a bundle out with Uncharted 4. Uh, $300, which is you know good. This is a pretty good deal. Yeah, and then the, the Pro is an additional $100. But um, they haven't announced yet, but I don't think it's going to come with any games. Um, it'll be a PS4 Pro for uh, $400. And so, um, yeah, interesting, interesting move by Sony. We'll see how well um, these new system revisions do. Um, they've been very clear that this isn't a new generation. This isn't the PS5. We're going to stick with PS4 for a while. And uh, this is what we're going to have out for consumers to enjoy. And uh, Microsoft is like already like taking swings at Sony yeah. saying, well, theirs is only four, uh, four gigabytes of teraflops. And uh, ours is going to be over six teraflops. And, you know, so they're they're very confident the Scorpio will be a lot better and have a lot more features worth waiting for till next year. So I think any console gamers really wanting that extra power probably are going to wait till next year's get more yeah. details on the Scorpio. I don't honestly, I I don't see who the PS4 Pro is really for. I don't think it's going to. The sell only very thing well. I can see it going for is if you're like a professional gamer who really is obsessed. Yeah, like with if you're graphics. playing playing like in an mlg tournament or something i'm sure you'd want yeah. a ps4 Pro, or but or you're an xpc gamer who's moved to the console and wanted that extra yeah beautiful look so you can continue to say you're the pc master race yeah. but you're just on the ps <laughs> but at the, at, at the same time you uh you if you don't have a 4k tv there's not really a point in doing this so i don't know no interesting which is ridiculous 
But uh, so. yeah, so I guess that's our thoughts on the on the PS4 Pro and Slim. I'm really interested to see how it shakes out with the sales of that, and then with the NX announcement and being released next year, and the Scorpio coming yeah. out. Um, I feel like Sony, you know, they're obviously kind of headed in the whole console war thing right now. But with this and with everything else coming out next year, if that might change at all, I don't know. It'll be interesting to, to see how uh, things shake out. But I wonder if they have marketing guys to say, what can we do to shoot ourselves in the foot so we can let the competition <laughs> catch up? Exactly. Well, I mean, that happens. Sometimes people get out ahead of the other companies and, you know, they make some type of misstep. Yeah, yeah. And people catch up. Look at Nintendo with the I mean, Wii. It was like blowing everything out of the water sales-wise and all the hype. And then... The last three or four years of that generation, just the we no one cared about anymore, and it was all about 360, PS3, and that. Yeah, race, so. yeah. But anyways, I mean, Microsoft and Apple have been doing it for years, so. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, uh, we'll no. see. Hit us up on Twitter. Shoot us a comment in the comments below. Let us know what you guys <laughs> think of the PS4 Pro and the PS4 Slim. Yep. Let, let us know at Halison <laughs> underscore Games. Um, so uh, before we jump into Uncharted 4 spoilers. Uh, we're going to talk real quick what we're playing this week. Uh, Rob, you want to start us off? <clears throat> so I've been playing Fallout 3 again, um, as usual. Awesome. Where are you at now? Wandering, wandering the desert and the wasteland. I actually, this is kind of a, a shocking moment in the Fallout 3 history. I progressed a little bit further in the main quest story. Okay. So that, That's I, cool. I, actually, I mean, you never play the main quest, so that's actually pretty I've big never, news, actually. I've never... And actually, the best part about it was I did it almost completely by accident. Wow. Because I was wandering around this <laughs> new city, and I I had this conversation with someone, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is the next part of the quest. I'm like, oh, what? Oh, <laughs> I guess I found the next part. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, uh, accidentally completing the main story. <laughs> As he's seeking out side quests, he just happened to do the main quest. I was just looking for a place to sell all the extra loot I had gotten, and <laughs> suddenly I'm going into the quest. I'm like, wait, no, that's oh, not what that's I wanted hilarious. to do. But besides good. Fallout 3, I also was playing Uncharted 4, um, and I beat Uncharted 4 this last week, which is why yeah, Jeff yeah. and I are actually talking about it today. Yeah, Nathan's not here. He hasn't beat it yet, so we're like, this is our chance to talk Uncharted 4. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome, very cool. Uh, as far as uh, me, I think I... Played uh, quite a bit of Shantae this week. I got a little back into that. Um, I have Shantae. Uh, I think it's Shantae and the Pirate's Curse is the one that I own. I I got in uh, the Nindy bundle that came out earlier this year. Uh, I've been playing it on my 3DS. And I've been having a lot of fun with it. It's got really, really good music. It's definitely kind of reminiscent of the old like Super Nintendo Game Boy Advance type platforming games, which um, I have a fond place in my heart for. So I've been having some fun with that. Um there was a really cool boss bot battle where I felt like this giant spider guy, which was really fun. Um, so been playing that this week, having some fun with that. I uh, there's a new one coming out for the Wii U, um, I think in a month or two, and so I'm trying to beat that that one. See if uh, I might want to pick up the new one. But really fun game if you're into kind of retro type platformers that are kind of nice fun. Um, so that was fun. And then uh, yesterday was National Video Games Day, and so I celebrated. National Video Games Day, with my favorite video game series of all time, which, of course, is Super Mario. So I uh, started off playing Super Mario Sunshine, because I actually kind of got inspired by Nathan in his backlog. <laughs> he was talking about it, I believe it was last week, um, of how yeah, he, yeah, he, was. How he uh, hadn't beaten Sunshine yet. So inspired me to go back to it. I hadn't played it in a couple months. And uh played it for a while. I actually got about, like I think, 20 stars in it by the time I, time I had finished. And so I had, had a lot of fun with that. 
um, and then jumped into Super Mario Bros. 3. Um, that was a game that my wife and I really enjoyed playing together because we both played it growing up. And mm-hmm. I introduced her to the Super Mario All-Stars version of Mario Bros. 3, which hit me up on Twitter and let me know, which version of Mario Bros. 3 do you like better? Do you like the original NES version or the upgraded sprite and upgraded music version that is on Mario All-Stars? I grew up playing Mario All-Star version, and so I really enjoyed that one. But she uh, likes the NES version better. So let me know if I you played the NES played version. Both. You played the NES one? Well, yeah. so you would always say that one. But, like, I wonder if, like, there's anyone who's played both maybe growing up and prefers oh, one or yeah. the other. Because I prefer All-Stars because I grew up playing that. She prefers that one because she – and you prefer that because you grew yeah. up playing it. But um, I don't know. It, it's – Obviously, still one of the best games of all time. Um, so play that, and I also played a little original Super Mario Bros. as well. So yeah. a lot, a lot of fun playing Mario this weekend. Really um, quickly, before we jump into our last segment, yeah. Unless you had another game you were playing. Nope. Go ahead. That, that I think that was about it. All right. Um, Jaeger mentioned that there are no mods on the PS PS4 version for uh, Fallout 4 oh, and yeah. Skyrim. And I just want to kind of throw this out there for the news, just kind of going back a little bit. Yeah, uh, Bethesda is pretty mad about it because, well, Sony has basically blocked all mods for the new games, which kind of makes it lame. I mean, there's, can't really, there's so much yeah. you can do with mods. Like, I, I'm not even into yeah. Skyrim, but I've, like, seen so many cool mods that have made the game. Like, I like, probably would check yeah. out Skyrim if I could do some cool mods and stuff. When um, some of the marketing for the new Skyrim remastered version was that you could do mods on the console oh, version. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And now you can't because of the PlayStation and Sony. Is so this basically is Sony said, backpedaling. Uh, yeah, no, this is Sony backpedaling. And maybe that's it has lame. something to do with the 4K PS4 Pro. They just want to put all their cookies in one jar. But I don't know. Yeah, that is that is Seems weird. like a strange move to me. So that was just a really quick side note. Thanks, Jaeger, for mentioning that. Wanted to throw that out there and catch that before we got too far along here. All right. Well, we are about to jump into our Uncharted 4 spoiler section. So if you do not want any spoilers, we we will be talking a little bit about the ending of Uncharted 4. Uh, Please leave now. Are they gone? I I think they're gone. All right. So we're going to jump into Uncharted 4, (laughs) our final segment for the show. Um, so personally, I loved the ending. I thought, oh my that gosh, it was so good. It, I was really worried as I was playing through the game. Mm-hmm. I was like kind of taking the end of the game slowly. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to finish it tomorrow or finish it the next day. And I was just kind of yeah. worried. I'm like, I care so much about these characters and I've gotten to know them so well. And mm-hmm. I don't want to see them end. And I don't want to see anything traumatic happen to any of them yeah. as well. Um, even like Sam, I love Sam. Even though he was only introduced in the Uncharted Four, um, I thought he was going to d- die. But you actually save Sam from the ship at the very end of the game. You you make it out with your brother, and then Soli makes it out as well too. I was worried about Soli, um, mm-hmm. so Soli and Sam kind of go off and keep doing kind of the treasure hunting, slightly illegal activities, and then Nathan Drake finally kind of settles down uh, with Elena, and they open like a le- legit business they take over uh i forget the name of the business but it's like kind of the company uh, that's uh jameson jameson was doing jameson, like the like diving the, recovery like or something diving and recovery and stuff yeah, yeah, and yeah. so they basically are still archaeologists and treasure hunters but they're doing it legally now yeah doing it legally they're, they're working together as husband and wife kind of um doing the same thing together 
And I think it's awesome because you get to play an epilogue that um, you actually play as Nathan and Elena's daughter. And it's kind of surprising. You think you're playing as Drake when it zooms out and you're actually playing Crash Bandicoot as their daughter. <laughs> and you're like, what? It's like, I know, right? When that happened, I was like, yes, this is so like <laughs> full circle. This is great. Yeah. So they bring it full circle and then you play as their daughter and it's fun because you get to wander through like their new house and like, Wandering through their original, like, kind of crappy apartment in the beginning was really fun. But wandering through this one and seeing, like, okay, this is, like, Nathan Drake's, like, dream house. It's, like, on the beach. It's got, like, really exotic decorations everywhere and, like, awesome photos and, like, magazine covers of, like, all the great things that they've done. And like a separate building for their workshop and everything. Oh, it was was such an awesome setup. And it, it was cool, too, because... You kind of got the impression, like, yes, even though they got married, you know, you see that at the beginning of Uncharted 4, you, you can tell, like, ah, like, they're living in, like, just kind of an apartment, and, like, it's nothing necessarily special about mm-hmm. it, and you can tell, like, Drake's, like, wants to go out there and, like, find his fortune once more, and, you know, kind of wants more with his life, and not ne- necessarily that they had a bad life or anything, so when you see that in-house, you're like, oh, yeah, like, this is what I wanted for, for Nathan and his yeah. family, which is definitely I really like- cool. For me, going into the ending, one of the things that was really hard was, you know, as I said earlier, Naughty Dog made this comment that um, it's going to be really hard for Nathan Drake to continue as the hero of Uncharted. Like, this is the end of Nathan Drake's story. There's no more possibility that he can come back as a main character for any games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, instantly in my mind was, Elena's going to die or Drake's going to die. Yeah. Like, I just automatically assumed, because that's the only way they could really wrap it up, I felt, without, like, I didn't know how they were going to wrap it up. Yeah. But I think adding the kid element was oh, yeah. a good tie, because it basically says, now you have sure. to stay here, because you have someone else you're responsible for. Mm-hmm. But walking through the epilogue, like you said, there's so much nostalgia, because you're seeing some of the items from earlier games. Like, even at the beginning, you were able to see yeah. some of that, like, in the nostalgia in the attic, but... Here, like, you get to see some of the prizes they got, and they're in the cabinet, and, like, yeah. he starts telling the stories to his daughter and kind of reliving it in the moment, and you're just like... Yeah, well, and for those of you who don't know, basically, you're playing as a daughter, and you're walking around, and you kind of, like, open up, like, this cabinet that you know you're, like, forbidden to, like, look in. It's like the West Wing in Beauty and the Beast, like, you're forbidden to open this cabinet. <laughs> but she goes and opens it and, like, finds, like, basically, like, all these crazy treasures and pictures from, like drake's like fortune hunting days which apparently they'd kept secret from her and so like finally they're like okay you're old enough we'll tell you the stories and basically drake has to admit to his daughter that he's killed hundreds of people but no he doesn't actually <laughs> say that but uh basically you know he she's like they they uh basically tell the daughter you know all the the crazy adventures that they had and i think it's cool because you know drake's not going to do any of that anymore because he's basically doing that legally now so he doesn't need to do that he's really happy with his current life so it wouldn't be a temptation but yeah he does have the daughter as well so i think they were really smart in doing that and did you catch kind of some subtle references here i was looking at this earlier first off the dog they have a dog yeah the dog name is vicky vicky and there's a okay. chapter earlier in the game where Nathan Drake says, I'm going to name my dog after you, Victor Sullivan. Oh, that's right. And the dog is named Vicky. And Victor oh. says he'll buy them a dog. So he bought him a dog. And it's a girl, probably because Victor didn't <laughs> yeah, want to yeah. have a dog named Victor. <laughs> and it's 
Still Vicky. named after him. <laughs> so, kind of funny point there. That's And funny. then, kind of another, uh, like, little throwback. The daughter's name is Cassie. Mm-hmm. And Nathan and Sam's mother was named Cassandra. Oh. And Cassie is a shortened wow. version of Cassandra. I didn't even realize this. Yeah, her full right? name's probably no, Cassandra. I, dude, Uncharted Wikipedia, basically. Dude, wow. you learn all this stuff. <laughs> that's but, awesome. Like, that's really cool. I was actually. looking that up. I'm like, really dude, clever. that's kind of a cool, like, little wrap around, wrap yeah. it up nicely. It was cool, too, because you, as you wander around the house, you can, like, find some notes from, like, Uncle Sully as, like, their daughter calls him and, like, Uncle Sam, obviously Nate drake's brother and like oh yeah next time we come visit we'll have to do this and my one of my favorite things about that was is there was a note from Soli that said ah kid like i'll beat you next time at backgammon and i'm like me and my grandpa played backgammon all the time like that's such a a grandpa thing to me to like come and play backgammon whenever you see him so when he said that like cramp like Soli is this awesome grandpa like i know it like that's that's so cool um, so yeah. I, re- I really like that little mention. Well, I mean, well. by the time Uncharted 4's epilogue rolls around, he's like, what? I mean, he's like 60-something in the yeah. game, and he, the girl's probably there. like she's, 15. Yeah, she's probably at least 13. Like 13 or 15. So, yeah. I mean, he's basically in his 70s now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. So, I, I, Sully's not looking Sully's so definitely young grandpa anymore. status. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. He's rocking the grandpa, yeah. the grandpa stash. But, um... Kind of going beyond the ending of Uncharted, because obviously we could spend all day talking about the ending because it was such it was so well done. And after the emotional roller coaster and characterization, you know, and the characters you love, it it was a very complete ending for us. Yeah. But I want to I want to go back a little bit into the actual game and say, uh, ask you this. What was your favorite moment from Uncharted 4? Besides the epilogue. I I like the epilogue. I actually really liked the uh, the end when you get on the pirate ship and you have the dramatic sword fight uh, with Rafe. Um, I feel like oh, most yeah. of the final boss fights in the Uncharted games have been kind of lame, like not necessarily that cool. Point and shoot. Point yeah, and they're shoot, just kind of like and point shoot. and shoot 50 times and then like you run away from a city as it's falling, which is always fun, but nothing necessarily memorable. And so yeah. that was really memorable because it's like literally you're playing like a cutscene and then like you're sword fighting, but it looks like a cutscene and then it goes into a cutscene and like it's going so in and out and it's so dramatic. And like I, the first time playing, it was so emotional because of obviously what was going on on screen. But at the same time, I'm like, this is the last thing I'm ever going to do in a charting game. And I want to enjoy this moment and Nathan Drake. And ah. I was just, I was just a mess. And it's like, you're trying to, you're trying to like read how that he's swinging his sword. And you, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I failed at that section a couple times. I was actually getting a little frustrated because I kept, it was like, you hit triangle to swing, to block from the, when he was swinging from like the towards right your left, and, your left yeah. side. And you hit circle to block when he's swinging towards your right side. And then square was attack. And, oh, man, I was – I kept hitting the wrong one. Well, I kept trying to block when I, the I wrong side. I like that it didn't give you a ton of tutorials or hold your hand. It still kept in yeah. a very cinematic feel, feel. But I don't, I really, really like that climactic battle. I actually played it played it again about a couple of days after I beat it. Um, so that was oh, probably yeah. my favorite moment. But I, I got to give a shout-out to the – the car chasing and going through the city for the first time. Cause I thought that was incredible. Just how big that whole sequence was and how action packed it was. Just, it was, it was impressive that they put that yeah. together. So what about you? 
Um, well, and first off, a little side note. I think this is the first time in Uncharted a game where the ancient city he found, he hasn't completely and totally, utterly destroyed. <laughs> that is true. He can go back and stuff. I mean, the ship, I think, sinks, right? Because it blows up. But, like, the city yeah, but, itself I mean, the, is still the there. The gold would probably still be there. Yeah. I mean, some of it probably melts together in the explosion, but the gold's probably still sitting there at the bottom <laughs> of the this giant yeah. mountain. True. But, um, I oh, man, there's so many great moments where I just paused and, like, was like, whoa. Like, yeah. um, I think one of my favorite moments overall was actually the, uh, the uh, attic at the very beginning. Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah, walking sure. through the attic and just kind of reliving some of the memories of the last game. Yeah, and that was super cool. That's and like, the first oh, time you play to... as the current Nathan Drake, right? Because before then you play as boy yeah. Nathan Drake, and then kind of like young twenties well, Drake you, you, in prison. There is a sequence right at the very beginning where you're on the boat. Oh yeah, that's right. But, it, but this is the first time it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I I really like that. I loved how the little things that you shot with the Nerf gun too were yeah. like the like Lazarevic and like the Yeti thing from Uncharted 2 <laughs> and like yeah yeah uh, they were just kind of different enemies and you can tell like by the things Drake says that like he kind of misses being shot at <laughs> he wants to go out and like fight bad guys yeah. and find treasure again but mm-hmm. he's kind of holed up in his attic so yeah and I think um so also kind of a sec a second favorite moment would just be like I love the pirate lore Yes. Of the whole movie, I pirate the the pirate era is one of my favorite eras in history, and just the whole lore of it was incredible. And did you catch the uh, the Monkey Island reference? Uh, I did not. What was it? Was it a so pirate in, note maybe? No, it's actually not. It's actually one of the pictures. So when they're looking at the pictures, you have to look at the pictures and figure out what their symbols are and figure out how to turn them in that yeah, yeah, big yeah, yeah. giant like mechanism. You know, kind of a, a like a turning you know clicking things into place puzzle one of the pictures they look at it and they go who's that i don't know who i've never seen that guy before you look very carefully at the picture and it's kind of a little scratched out and there's a couple other times it shows up he's one of the founders of the pirate city libertaria yeah but he's wearing the same iconic outfit that guybrush threepwood wears and his (laughs) initials are gw guy wood wow i had no idea that is hilarious i mean i i know i only played monkey island once or twice like at a friend's house yeah. growing up but i think that's awesome that they referenced that that's really funny that's just kind of a little throw out there that's cool um, well uh, i know Naughty dog's good at making references to like other games that they're fans of uh, i know in last of us i recognize as i was playing through i'm going through i'm like this reminds me of clementine house at the very beginning of the walking telltale walking dead game and sure enough i'm like walking around like okay this has got to be like a reference like this looks exactly the same i just like stumbled into the house as part of the campaign and then sure enough i type into like google i'm like last of us walking dead reference and sure enough it's like oh you can find clementine's house here's out of i'm like i know that was that was super cool <laughs> I recognize that. but yeah they're, they're good at Doing little stuff like that. I'm sure there's probably other ones that I don't even know about. No, they're very genre savvy with that thing. Because I mean, obviously dealing with pirates, there's Guybrush throughput, yeah. and you know, dealing with zombies. Exactly. It it's not like Crash Bandicoot's everywhere. I mean, he kind of was in this one, but that's he it. was. But I mean, it made sense because you know, Naughty Dog they they were created good. Crash Bandicoot, but they made it in context. Yeah, that that worked out well. Um, um, very cool. So, kind of a last question. 
just to kind of wrap up our Uncharted thoughts here, what's next for the Uncharted series? Um, I I don't think they do anything. Naughty Dog develops anything Uncharted for at least five, six years. I, I think mm-hmm. they'll do another Last of Us, probably some new IP, at least one or two new IPs um, before they even think about looking back at Uncharted. Um, who knows what the team will look like by then. Um, but I think if they did do another Uncharted, they're going to stay far away from Nathan Drake. They're not going to pull a Halo 4 on us and, you know, bring bring our main protagonist back. Um, yeah. I think if they did do something with Uncharted, it would be kind of a brand new, whole new character. And then mm-hmm. it'll be kind of like maybe Nathan Drake, you know, uh, uh, you find maybe his notebook or something and using part of Drake's original notebook or you maybe there's references or you, other characters, you know, talk about the legendary yeah. Nathan Drake, but um, I'm sure the next game will the uncharted, whatever it is, will still be cool. It'll be titled, you know, uncharted something. It won't be uncharted five. It'll have a subtitle though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's what I think. I, I think whatever the next game will still be very uncharted. Just it'll have completely new characters and, Maybe some yeah. Drake references, but I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I see two possibilities here. Um, I don't think Naughty Dog would be so cheap as to do a prequel oh, for yeah. Nathan Drake. I don't think so. Because, I mean, they already basically hashed out most of his yeah. life and the things. There's a couple of adventures that he references several times in some of the other games that you could go back and do. But mm-hmm. you, telling it in a story just seems so, like, you know, like... This isn't like that one time we were, you know, riding on camelbacks and up the pyramid, you know, and you yeah. can go, wow, that sounds so cool. But if you actually did it, it wouldn't work. So yeah. I don't think they would be so cheap and as to go back and do that. We've played so many flashbacks as young Drake and yeah. stuff in the last couple of games anyways. And I think they, as a team, at least right now, definitely kind of want to like, okay, we love Drake. He's our, he's kind of you know, our man, but it's time to, you know. Time to move stuff. on. Yeah. So, But I have two theories. So first off, a spinoff game Ooh. involving either Victor Sullivan <laughs> okay, or, this one's kind of going out on the limb, Chloe. Oh, that could be interesting. Because she, she's mentioned in 4, but she's never actually seen in 4. Yeah. She appears in the multiplayer. Um, yeah. But what happened to Chloe? I'm curious. It, I don't really see Chloe being a realistic game, but Victor Sullivan, for sure, that could be a realistic game. You know, kind of, sort of, a, you know, Victor Sullivan type game. You know, mm. It'd just be ridiculous, over the top, like James Bond meets. Um, <laughs> you could do Sean, really cool you know, stuff with Victor. old Sean Connery. I mean, it would just be, yeah. it would be hilarious. It'd be great. And my second theory is this: a sequel a couple years down the road. Mm-hmm. Starring Nathan and Elena's daughter Cassie. Yeah, they they could they As could definitely do the that. The new like she finds something in her dad's stuff and thinks, "Hey, I'm actually going to go explore this." She goes out yeah. into the world, and then Nathan Drake may appear in the game, but he would appear as either a bystander or as like a or, type character. Yeah, like your companion character. Yeah. Um, I think they could definitely it's, do that if if done right. It could be done well to play it yeah. safe. I I think I would rather have you know something else be the story just because mm-hmm. I'm like I don't want Nathan Drake's story to be you know to be ruined or I I like the ending the way it was. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens. I I think they could definitely do that. Like easily just say oh his daughter found a notebook of 
the adventure Drake never finished, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, you know, and there's that. several other lost cities that they haven't destroyed yet, so I'm sure they could go <laughs> and find it. There's got to be. Yeah, um, but that would cool. be, like you said, five to six years down the road, because I know Naughty Dog really wants to move on to some other projects. They have some yeah. other ideas for possibly The Last of Us. They and also they have some other ideas for a new series, Yeah, is I'm, what some of the rumors are going around, which that's they, what I hope. They have so much uh, good press and uh, uh, just good feelings about the Uncharted series. They can pretty much take whatever they want and put their name on them. Everyone's going to buy it, and Sony's going to market the, the heck out of it. So oh, I, yeah. I think it'll work out well for them whatever they end up doing so yeah yeah awesome well thank you so much for joining us for this special episode of the hey listen games cast uh as we are heading out uh just a quick reminder you can subscribe to us on itunes just follow us on itunes at uh excuse me follow us on itunes uh subscribe to us there just type in hey listen games cast uh, follow us on twitter at hey listen underscore games this has been robin jeff Signing out as we leave you, we have uh, some music from F0GX. It's a cover of the Red Canyon theme uh, composed by the Japanese composer Haidenori Soji. So enjoy this tune as Probably we log you out. <laughs> See, See ya. you guys. <laughs>